it's time to have these embodied. It's time to, for these to be my anchors, for these to be my truths. And I feel like I'm right there on that cusp of, of moving through. I feel I'm so tired and I'm, I'm, I feel like, um, that meme, I don't know if you've ever seen it where there is this guy and he's got like this pickaxe and he's in a, he's, he's like trying to create a tunnel and he quits (laughs) and there's like this sliver of, of land between the work that he has done and the freedom that he seeks, like breaking through that wall and, having it, everything open up. And it always gets most difficult right before everything opens up for you. Hello, my loves. This is Johanna Burkhart. I am a multidimensional channel, teacher, healer, and author. And I am obsessed with all things metaphysical, esoteric, galactic, and of course, the healing journey. And I'm here to share my stories, my wisdom, and my teachings about being human in the illusion that we call reality. Welcome to Cosmic Blonde. Hello, my loves. Oh my gosh. Do you ever get sick of your own shit? Do you ever get sick of your own shit? I am there right now. I am just sick of some of these beliefs that I have been wanting to fully anchor into. And I've been struggling a little bit. I've been challenged a little bit with them. And over the last um, few years, these have been the beliefs that I've really wanted to um, reprogram my mind. And I have been working at different layers of these beliefs. And it's important to say that because there's an evolution that takes place. We generally don't go from not believing in ourselves and not having any faith in ourselves and and not trusting ourselves to completely believing, having faith and trusting ourselves. It's not that simple. There's levels of awareness. There's levels of embodiment and there's steps like anything else. We, we can't go from the bottom of the step to the top of the step overnight. And while it doesn't necessarily have to take years, it often does. And some of these wounds are so damn deep that they can often take a lifetime or multiple lifetimes for us to really work through. And I'm just about done with that. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. I'm just about done with it. Meaning I'm, I'm tired of it not being, I'm tired of there being any doubt. I'm tired of there being any cracks in the doubts because there's just a part of me that's like, oh, come on. Like, we know this. We're better than this. We're stronger than this. And of course, that's, that's, you know, that's my inner critic, my inner bully that's like, you should be somewhere else. Again, my last episode, I talked about this, right, where we have these ridiculous expectations for ourselves. And I am that person. I have always had um, a very high expectation for myself. Uh, And this is where a lot of that overwhelm that I talked about comes from, because I believe I should be able to do something by now, or I should have had something embodied by now. But these particular beliefs, I, I mean, I legit am there. Like it's time to, I feel like I'm it's time to have these embodied. It's time to, for these to be my anchors, for these to be my truths. And I feel like I'm right there on that cusp 
of, of moving through, I feel I'm so tired and I'm, I'm, I feel like, um, that meme, I don't know if you've ever seen it where there is this guy and he's got like this pickaxe and he's in a, he's, he's like trying to create a tunnel and he quits (laughs) and there's like this sliver of, of land between the work that he has done and the freedom that he seeks, like breaking through that wall and, having it, everything open up. And it always gets most difficult right before everything opens up for you. It's always the most challenging. And I I don't really know why. I don't know if it's just the, the last of our energy, you know, um, that's been holding out or fighting that just finally releases and goes into the heart space. And so there's a lot of resistance because in that, in that, when you fully embody a new belief and those other neural pathways go dormant and you fully anchor into the new way, that is essentially a death uh, to an aspect of yourself. The old version of you who believed those things that weren't serving you is going home to the heart. They're integrating. And so that's what a death is. It's a return to the heart. You know, it's return to... um the, the truth of who you are. And so that, that part surrenders to the heart, but we call it a death. Um, but it's also the birth at the same time, death and birth are one and the same. And so it's the birth of the new version of you. And so this can be the most challenging part when it, when it comes to this, because you, you're, you constantly feel like you're being tested and you constantly feel like that these tests are, are intense and it's because of repetition, right? So we re- we have to repeatedly take new action when we are presented with similar circumstances that we had before. We have to constantly make new choices. We have to constantly choose to respond instead of react. We have to consciously choose continuously to have compassion for ourselves, to have grace for ourselves. And So we feel like when we're close to that shift happening, that death and rebirth going, that process going through, that it's intense and challenging. And oftentimes people quit. I know I have. I have quit where I knew I was so close. And there are times when I have um, failed the test and later realized it was just a test. And while there is never really any true failure, every time I have failed at a test, and, and I'm I'm having to use these terms because this is the only way we're humanly going to understand what I'm saying, right? But failure is not a bad thing. But it's always these, every single time I failed one of these tests, and I go back and I go, oh my gosh, this was just a test. Okay. I need to strengthen this belief. And this is where this test revealed where I had cracks. This test revealed where I had doubts or I still wasn't trusting myself or I still wasn't having faith in myself because I was still going, I'm not going to believe until I see, right? But the truth is the seeing is believing. Even if you believe that believing is seeing, that is a belief. So people who say, I need to see it to believe it, that's a belief. You believe that you have to see it to believe it. When the truth is believing is seeing. So we have to be very aware of that and remind ourselves that we need to hold the belief that we are worthy, that we are enough, you know, that we are lovable, that we can trust ourselves, that we can believe in ourselves 
before we see the tangible evidence of that. And that is the most important thing. That's the most important thing because, you know, a lot of people want to manifest the job, the career, the business, the husband, the wife, the, the home, the car, the, whatever it is. But if you don't believe you're truly worthy of those things, of having those things, if you think that you have to be a certain person or do a certain thing or whatever to have those things, then you're never going to have them. The universe is going to wait until you truly believe. And this is why oftentimes people who like win the lottery or inherit a lot of money, you know, and I talked about this a little bit on my last episode, they they blow it, they lose it because they don't sustain that worthiness inside of themselves that they are somebody that is capable of having this. And they don't have the wisdom and the life experience, right? And the awareness to understand that, when you when you have the things that you've always desired, you have to show up differently. You can't show up as the lack, doubtful, mistrusting, not enough, unworthy version of yourself to have those things. You, you will lose them, right? I always, it's so interesting as I'm as I'm saying this, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I I used to believe that I could never buy. <laughs> I used to tell people like, I, I can't buy expensive sunglasses because every time I buy them, I lose them. And this is, this is a, a true thing for me. I have probably three or four times in my life bought or had someone purchase expensive sunglasses for myself. And I would literally get them right before I'd go like to the desert or the river and we'd be out, you know, off-roading or boating or doing things. And I, every time within the first day or two of the trip, I would lose the sunglasses. It never failed. It never failed. And the last time um, when I was married, my husband bought me um, not a super expensive pair, but they were like 75 bucks. And again, I've, I've always bought in like the five or $10 ones from, you know, Walmart or convenience store that were cute because I was like, what's the point? I'm going to lose them. So if I'm going to lose them, they might as well be cheap. But guess what? I never lose the cheap ones. Never, never. I mean, sometimes they'll break, but I never lose them or I just get sick of them and stop wearing them. Those last pair of $75 sunglasses that my ex-husband had bought me, I think I actually had those for a few years. Um, but what it reminds me of and why I bring this story up was, I mean, I didn't even think I was worthy enough of of holding and sustaining and keeping a $200 pair of sunglasses. I mean, isn't that crazy to think about? And so this is what I'm saying. You have to pay attention to your life, to what you can't keep, to what you can't sustain, to what you're constantly having to call in and recreate over and over again, instead of just calling it in and letting that be a sustained thing. So anyway, there's a few beliefs that I have been working on reprogramming. And about October of 23, I was starting to feel this. I'm just done with this shit. I am done with these beliefs, <laughs> like not being my truth where there's any doubt. I don't want the doubt. I'm just done with the fucking doubt, I'm done with it. And I can't help. And this is important to say, I can't help the trauma that is still in my body. We can have an expanded level of awareness and still have trauma in our body to work through. 
And so we can be triggered or we can have a situation where someone says something to us that triggers us while our conscious awareness knows what's happening and knows it's happening for us and knows that they don't mean to do it personally, right? They're not, it's not personal. They're not doing those things to harm us intentionally. There's still trauma trapped in the body. This is why somatic work is so important, right? This is why understanding that when we want to change and reprogram our beliefs. It is mind, body, soul. It is not just somatic work. It is not just affirmations. It is not just meditation. It takes dedication and consistency, and it has to be all three. It has to be your mind being changed, reprogrammed. It has to be the body being reprogrammed. It has to be the soul showing up, the spirit, the energy that you put into it. All three have to be there. All three have to be there. That is what it means when we embody something. We're doing all of it, not just part of it. And so last October, I created my own affirmation track, my own um, mantra track, if you will, of four beliefs that I have been working on uh, cementing and embodying. So where I never have to think about these things again. And I recorded that and I put it on loop. So it's actually a two hour track that I listened to on, on my own YouTube. And I started listening to it every night when I slept. And I did that for a while. And then I started waking up and I would listen to it. To, again, it's a two hour track. I would listen to it for two hours in the morning. After about um, a week, I noticed that I was starting to call in a lot of chaos. I was starting to call in a lot of triggers. And it was because I was swimming in these beliefs, right? The beliefs that I'm working on are very deep and they come from deep seated wounds. And so any, I needed to see what else, like, what are my blind spots here? What are the things that um, I am not seeing, where do I still have weak spots that I need to strengthen? And so anytime you set an intention to change and reprogram your mind, these things are going to show up and they sure as hell did. And part of this was um, what led to me actually leaving California and coming up to the UP. So I did that for about a month. I was not consistent. I did not set up a plan. I just created it and it was like, I just need to get more serious about it, right? And ever since then, so October, November, December, that's three months. We're we're in the mid, we're like a week into January at this point as I record this. But I um, have been listening almost every night to that track, and I have made tremendous progress. And so I decided, you know, there's certain things in my life that just aren't happening, and I have a lot of time on my hands. And so I decided I am going to utilize that time, and spend 40 days reprogramming my mind, reprogramming my mind, like to do something a little hardcore. Now, for those of you who have read my book or have heard me, you know, over the years talk about my 40 days, it's something that I've done multiple times in my life that is, has changed the game for me. And so it started out in the very beginning with just being consistent with meditation and uh, journaling and just connecting to consciousness, connecting to my my higher self, my soul. And so the very first time I ever did it, it was 40 days um, 
no alcohol, eating super clean, um, meditating and journaling. And then I did that for 40 days. And I can tell you there's probably, and that, that was in 2016, I believe. Since then, I think there's probably only been a couple of handfuls of times I have not meditated or journaled in the morning. And so it's very rare. Like that has become a thing that no matter where I am or what I do, journal and meditation is going to happen at some point during, you know, it's, it's just a non-negotiable. It's who I am now. It's not like, oh, these are the things I have to do. It's automatic for me. And that's what I want to create with these new beliefs. I want to create things that are automatic. I don't have to think about them. And when you embody them, you don't have to think about them. So again, since that time, you know, I have rarely ever missed a meditation um, or a journaling. And, and the times that I have, it's like I still meditated. It just looked differently, you know? So I maybe I wasn't sitting in the lotus position listening to drum tracks or a guided meditation. Maybe I, I took a walk instead and just paid real attention to my, you know, was intuitive to my thoughts. So anyway, that's the kind of level that I'm wanting to reach with these certain beliefs. So every time that I've wanted to embody something and make it something that is an automatic thing in my life, a thing that I crave, a thing that I just do. Like my body just knows this is what we do now. It's not something I have to consciously think about. It's not something I have to consciously remind myself of. I usually do a 40 day program depending on what it is. And so I thought, gosh, why don't I do that again? Why don't I dedicate 40, 40 days to this? And so that's what I'm doing. And today is day one. But this is going to be a little bit more hardcore because, you know, we go through levels and we're able to do and hold more um, as we embody things, right? So I already meditate and journal every day. That's not going to change. And that is a part of my 40 days. Um, I work out four days a week, sometimes more. I already do that. It's already something that I've embodied. It's not something I have to think about. It's just something that my body knows it's time to do. And even on days when I can't and I have to make up a day and different, like like yesterday was Monday, I didn't go to the gym. And so instead of not going Friday, I will go Friday, right? But yesterday, like my body's like, it's time to work out. It's time to work out. And it's not like we didn't get any movement. We did go on walks, but it wasn't the traditional workout that I like to do. So I will make up that day on Friday. But my body like gives me the compulsion, the 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 knowing like, hey, it's time to work out. <laughs> it's time to do this. It's time to do that. Um, and so the thing that I do for my mind is I used to just meditate, right? So that was the mental part would be meditation. The physical part would be moving my body, would be eating healthy. Um, and most of the 40 days, those were the kinds of things that I did, except this time I'm going to take it to a whole nother level. So I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I already meditate every day. I already journal every day. I already work out four days a week. None of that is going to change. I already eat clean this time. This is where we're going to tweak. We're going to start to tweak some things. So I normally do the 90, 10 rule. I eat clean 90% of the time. I have a 10% grace space, if you will, space for grace. Meaning if I go out to dinner and I want to have pizza, or I want to have French fries, or I want to something that's going to have a little bit of seed oil in it, or it's going to be something that's probably not the, 
the best or it might be a little more processed than normal, then I'm going to allow myself to have it. Um, I did go through a couple of years where I didn't drink at all, but I, every now and then, if I want to have uh, a skinny margarita or a glass of wine or champagne, I allow myself to. So those things, this is where we're going to do a little bit of tweaking. I'm going to go hundred percent clean, meaning everything I eat will be other whole foods or very minimally, minimally processed. Um, there is a lot of clean products on the market today. They don't have seed oils. They don't have added chemicals, but in order to make that product, it had to be a little bit processed, right? Because it's a process to create it. So very minimally processed foods, mostly whole foods. I'm going to do that for the whole 40 days. It will be, there will be zero um, cheat days. There'll be zero alcohol, none of those things. The other thing that um, I'm going to tweak a little bit is instead of just doing meditation for the mind is I'm going to do that affirmation track. Except this time, I'm not going to just do it when I sleep. My goal is to be swimming in these beliefs. Like, I don't know about you, but I love to listen to music. So usually I have music in one one ear pod at least throughout the day. Or um, some people will listen to audio books, right? There's always something in the background that your consciousness is picking up on that's kind of programming your environment. This is why they say like, it's terrible to fall asleep with the TV on because you don't, your mind's wide open and there's just whatever's it's being programmed. So my goal is to get four to six hours. And I know this sounds crazy, but I just don't care. Four to six hours of my track listened to in a 24-hour period. Every 24 hours, my goal is four to six hours of me listening to my own voice say these four beliefs on repeat over and over again because I want to be so sick of hearing them. I want them to be something that my brain automatically knows is truth, automatically knows is truth. And they come. The, these beliefs are going to be replacing and filling in the cracks. I shouldn't say replacing because... Like one of the, one of the, um, one of the beliefs that I'm changing is I am so happy and grateful, um, that I have found my confidence and belief in myself. I am a very confident person and I definitely believe in myself, but there are cracks and doubts in those beliefs that I have recently found. And as we evolve, Right. And as we expand our awareness and as we open ourselves up to new environments and new situations, we allow ourselves to find these cracks and these doubts. And I don't know if in 40 days, if these are going to be, if this is going to work. I don't know. This is an experiment. But at this point, I'm so sick of these doubts and these cracks and these beliefs that I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something about it right? I, I'm not going to just keep doing what I've been doing because while it's working, it's not working to the level of which I know it could be. I know I can do more. I know I can be more dedicated. I know I can do the fucking work to make these beliefs change. And so that's what I'm going to do. Four to six hours a day of listening to these this the same track, my same voice saying these beliefs. I would never recommend somebody to take on 
this much if you're new to doing a 40-day commitment. Like this is not a good idea to do all of those things. And for me, I can say I can do it. And it's still going to be challenging for me too, because I have, I have to work during the day, right? I have clients, I have programs I run, I have podcasts like this one that I'm recording. I have life, but I have the extra time being up here because I don't have a lot of people that I'm surrounded by. And I do have the time and the space to do it. But the important thing that I'm going to say is the reason why I can do all of these things is because I have already done 40-day programs for myself previously. So meditation, journaling, working out, those things I'm going to do regardless if I'm doing this or not. So it's not like something new. The only thing new that I'm doing is the fact that I'm listening to these tracks that much. And I'm dedicating hours and hours of time to reprogramming my mind. And again, you can be multitasking and doing other things, but hearing my own voice, right? I, I can be doing, making dinner, doing the dishes, doing laundry, working out, you know, doing my, putting on my makeup, whatever I'm doing, I can be listening to my own voice, my own words, reprogramming this. And we often hear the saying, like, choose your hard. Is it going to be hard that I'm not going to be listening to music as much? Yeah. Is it going to be hard that I'm always going to be having my own voice in my ear repeating these things? It's going to be, it is, it's not going to be easy. There's a lot of other things I'd rather listen to a lot of other things I'd rather do. But if I can do this for 40 days and I can really anchor these beliefs even deeper and really allow those cracks and doubts to fill in, I, I don't know. I, I am excited for who I may become on the other side of this. And, and I, again, I may come out the other side and be like, I have no idea why I did that. It didn't work at all. I highly doubt that will happen because every time I've done a 40-day program, everything has changed for me. Like I was, I, I, if anything, my ability to complete it is a testament to my commitment and love that I have for myself because I, I want amazing things for me. I want what I want and I know that I'm capable of it. And sometimes we just have to be super committed and dedicated to that change in ourself, in our life. And we're always one decision away from an entirely different life. It's a matter of, are you committed and dedicated enough to yourself? Do you believe and trust yourself enough to keep your word to yourself? Because that's how you build self-trust. Self-trust happens when you keep your word to yourself. When you say I'm committed to me and you actually follow through, your words match your actions. Even on days where the whole world is falling apart and you feel like it's not going to happen, you still are you still are dedicated to making it happen. Because that's the other thing that we don't often talk about. And I talk about this a lot in private mentorship because, um, you know, when we set an intention, again, we set an intention to change a belief or to show up differently or to heal something, the universe is going to bring forth people, places, and things to create scenarios to give you an opportunity to choose differently, to give you an opportunity to respond differently. Because every time you do that, you are 
rerouting that energy into the new neural pathways that you are creating. Because this is the thing, right? I'm going to use the analogy of, of, of going to the grocery store. If for 10 years you have gone to the grocery store the same exact way every single day, you could probably do it in your sleep. Shit, there are people, the documented cases of people who have driven places in their sleep because they know it's so it's so ingrained in them, they could literally do it with their eyes closed, right? And often <laughs> pretty much are. So that is a, an example of a neural pathway that has tried and true, well-worn, it's what your brain knows. It's what your consciousness knows. That's the path we go. But then one day, someone tells you about a shortcut that's going to save you a lot of time, money, and energy. And you're like, okay, let me give it a try. So you follow the directions. Maybe you put it in your GPS, right? And you go a different way. The first few weeks of you doing, going the new place, guess what? You're going to have to keep that GPS on. You're going to have to keep looking at the directions. You're going to have to go a little bit slower. You're going to have to be a little bit more aware. You're going to have to be a little bit more conscious on your way to the destination. But then something happens, right? Because this energy when we're going in one direction and we've always been that way, when we choose to go another direction, it literally breaks the energy and the energy kind of goes everywhere. And it's like, where do we go? Where do we go? And so in the beginning, you're following directions, right? You're going a little bit slower and, and the energy is, you're trying to gather the energy and like, oh, come on, we go this way. Come on, we go this way. And so every time you do that, every time you go the new way, every time you follow the new directions, every time you do the new thing, say the new thing, you're directing that energy that has always gone the tried and true into the new. So pretty soon, let's say a couple of weeks of you doing that, right? A couple of weeks of you going to the store a new way. One day you get in your car and you forget to turn on the GPS. You don't bother looking at the directions. And it, it you, you dawns on you, oh, I'm here. I didn't need GPS. I didn't need to look at the directions. I knew exactly where I was going. That's the moment you realize I didn't have to think about where I was going. I didn't have to think about, do I turn here? Is this the right road? You don't think about it anymore. Why? Because you know. You have fully created a new neural pathway. And when your brain knows that you're going to that store, it doesn't have to think about how to get there. It knows. This is the difference between learning something, having an understanding of something, and it being, and then, it, and then wisdom. Wisdom is something you know from experience. You have done the hard work. You don't have to think about it anymore. You just know it. But when you're learning and you're reprogramming and you're practicing, Sometimes you need reminders. Sometimes you need help. Sometimes you, you need directions, <laughs> you know? Sometimes you have to stop and ask for help. And this is a very minimalistic example, you know, directions. We can often, this, you know, sometimes it can only be a couple of days of repetitiveness and you're like, oh, got it, I don't need this anymore. 
But when you're reprogramming and rewiring things that were programmed in the first seven years of your life, and maybe you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s, that's a long time that that energy has not only been there, but that you have operated from that knowing. So when you go to reprogram beliefs that run that deep, it takes a lot. So I've actually been working on a couple of these beliefs since I started my healing journey in 2015. Actually, go back before that, 2011. But again, as I evolved, as my consciousness, my awareness expanded, my consciousness increased, my understanding the more I practice these things, I've I've kind of built new layers for myself. I had to I had to create foundations, right? So I created the foundation of I eat healthy. I created the foundation of I meditate daily. I created the foundation of I journal daily. I created those foundations. Now I get to add on to those things. And I can put things, other things in there and it won't be overwhelming me. That is what I'm doing. And today's day one. My last day will be February 17th. That will be the 40th day. So February 18th, I won't no longer have to do it. And this is going to be the, the the weird part for me is normally I am doing the 40 days to create new habits and those habits stick with me forever, right? Uh, they only get better. Again, the working out, the journaling, the meditation. Where this, I don't plan to continue listening to the affirmation track four to six hours a day. The point of it is to turn the track off and on the 41st day and beyond, spend the next couple of weeks really being aware of how deeply those beliefs have been anchored, anchored and to see how I am different, to notice if there is a difference, if there has been a big change. So I will be journaling this. I might even be doing it like a documentary style recording myself um, just to really witness my own evolution. But this is where I am and this is what I'm doing. And it's just because I'm I'm just sick of my own shit. I'm sick of my own shit. I know I can do better. I know I can be better. I know I can get through this last little piece. And you know, what's interesting too is, and I'm, see, I have a lot of water in my chart. I'm a Cancer Sun, Pisces Moon, Scorpio Rising, Cancer Venus. So my my big four are all water signs, right? And one, two of them are cardinal signs. And Pluto, Capricorn has been in Pluto since 2008. And 2008 is really when my awakening really kind of began. And that's when everything in my life really seemed to take a downward turn. I guess that's not even a right way to say it, not downward turn, but it shit started hitting the fan. Shit started getting real. And I didn't, it wasn't even until a couple of weeks ago that I realized this, but 2008 to 2020 is the transit of Capricorn and Pluto, the cardinal signs being the most affected by the Pluto transit. Well, because um, I am ruled by Pluto and Mars, like those are my chart rulers. It has really been affecting me. 
And this is, Pluto is all about our, our transformers, the things that transform. Well, Pluto or Capricorn is sitting at 29 degrees in Pluto or Pluto's 29 degrees in Capricorn. I don't, I'm not an astrologer. So forgive me if I'm not saying this correctly, but we're at 29 degrees and that is the end degree. And the end degrees are, and the beginning degrees are always the most intense. Same as we began this episode with the death and rebirth being one and the same, the beginning and end degrees of, of anything are always the most intense. And so this transit, I think happens where it shifts into it. Pluto shifts into Aquarius. Um, again, I'm not an astrologer and this is based upon what I believe Western astrology. I believe that the shift happens. Pluto goes into Aquarius around the 20th of January and they're supposed to be this, as they say, and the astrologers say, there's supposed to be this big shift that occurs um, for the cardinal signs who have been most affected by this transit. And we're, you know, we're coming out of a 15 year healing crisis basically. So I don't know if that has something to do with it as well, where it's like, if I don't get this lesson, if I don't rewire this program, it could have been all for nothing. And I don't know about you, but I did not go through the last 15 years of hell uh, and I had awesome moments in there. Please don't get it twisted. I've had amazing experiences over the last 15 years, but I've also had some of the most challenging times of my entire life over the last 15 years. So I'm 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 okay with that ending and me going into my glow up era even more than I've ever been through before. Like it's it's my year. It's my time. And I'm just done with these things. I feel done. And that's my sign. Like this is the last push. This is it. And, and this is, this is where we're going. You know, this is what I want to do. I want to change this. I want this to be better. Um, I, I want to know this with every fiber of my being. I want this to be so strong in my body that I am indifferent and completely unbothered by things that used to trigger me before when it comes to my worth or my belief in myself or my confidence. I just, I, I, I don't want, I want to be completely unbothered by anything that has ever affected me in that way before. And that may sound unrealistic, but I just don't care. I know that I create my reality by the way that I respond or react to anything. And this is a challenge and an undertaking, and it could be the most difficult thing I ever do. Um, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit to myself for 40 days. And I will definitely at the end, come back and record another episode and let you guys know how it went. But those who follow me, you're going to witness my evolution. Hopefully you see the change. I know I'm hoping that I see it. I'll be going through it. So when we're in it and we're going through it, we don't always see the changes right away. Um, but if nothing changes, that's okay too. You want to know why? Because at the end of the 40 days, I will still trust myself and believe in myself more than I did when I started because I committed to something and I, and I kept my word to myself. So if there's anything that you get out of this episode <laughs> of my ramblings about what I'm about to go through, let it be this. Your number one priority for 2024 is to learn to believe in yourself and to trust yourself and to tr have faith in yourself. That begins by you keeping your word to yourself. So be careful of the words you speak. Be careful of the things you say you're going to do. Because when you don't do them, when you don't, when when you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, your your body doesn't believe you. 
there becomes a, 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 a war inside of you, a distrust. You got to have your own back. You have to show up for you. You have to commit to you. Not, not based upon an outcome, no goal. It isn't for anything. It isn't to achieve anything. It is for you. And the outcome, whatever it may be, gets to be the icing on the cake. But the reason why you do this is because you're so committed and you love yourself so much that you know that you are ready to make these changes. That is what you most need to know right now. But anyway, I hope you guys will come along. And I hope you guys um, will come back and listen to the results and, and see see how things in my life have shifted and changed. And it's actually going to be perfect timing because I'm going to be um, around that time, um, around, I think, the day of or the day after the 40 days, I'm actually... Uh, leaving Michigan for three weeks. And I'm going to be staying in a cabin in Wisconsin in the middle of freaking nowhere on a lake. And I'm going to focus on writing my book at that time. So um, it's going to be an interesting shift <laughs> for me, but I'm super excited about it. And I, for normally I don't get excited about doing these 40 day things because they're so tedious and, you know, I, I have to show up for myself. I made a commitment to myself. But this time I'm super excited because I feel like this is it. This is the final threshold and I'm about to cross it. And I'm so excited to share this with you guys so that, that you can witness it too. So I love you guys and I will see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening. This episode was brought to you by johannaburkhart.com where it's time to defy the limits of your mind and step into your multidimensional mastery. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. See you next time.